For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And welcome back in hour number two of the program here on Monday morning. Uh, in the next hour, we'll be turning on the light with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. But right now, we are talking about... Whether or not the, well, we're talking about the different proposed ballot questions from the city council. These will be non-binding questions that will be on the November ballot, provided everything goes through with them. Uh, again, there can be a veto of these being put on the ballot by Mayor Mitchell, but that ballot, that, that veto can be overridden by a, by a supermajority of the council, which uh, certainly on the rent stabilization issue, they feel like they have the votes to get that done. I don't know how they how the other two will shake out. The one about returning the mayor to a four year uh, two year term from the four year term, and repealing the Community Preservation Act, which we're going to talk more about, and I plan on getting some folks on here looking at both sides of it to to talk about whether or not that is a good thing because a lot of the communities around here have adopted the Community Preservation Act, and I'd be interested to see what happens if you start to see a lot of other communities say, well, New Bedford got rid of it. What if we got rid of it? Let's look into it. And I, I don't want to see that happen because it's very important. It's very important to have the um, money that's allotted to that, but also have the matching from the state to get projects done, such as preserving historic buildings, um, creating things in your parks and in your open spaces and, affordable housing, all kinds of stuff. We'll get into what, what what the CPA is all about. But for now, I want to stick with the mayoral term. And this comes in from uh, JJ in Fairhaven, who says, let me get back to the message. I believe, then we were talking before, the caller had mentioned, you know, incumbents, rather than campaigning, should stand on the merits of what they've done and keep doing the job during the campaign season. So here is uh, here is the um, point from JJ. I believe incumbents should send out mailings highlighting all their accomplishments and put into words they're not going to be directed by distracted rather by campaigning. They're going to keep their nose to the grindstone and let the challengers do the street hustling. Uh, P.S. and post on their websites that it is all uh, post post on their websites that is all that should need to be done. And then also I don't believe incumbents all incumbents in candidates should do weekly. I'm sorry. I'm having trouble reading this. Uh, it's my fault. 
Also, I believe all incumbents and candidates should do weekly office hours where people can bring forth issues they would like to discuss. And I want to get into that idea of of office hours because this came up last week where the question, you know, the, the, the problem became that people were saying they don't have a chance and a time to talk to their city councilors. The city councilors are, are pushing for more participation in these community meetings, uh, these community neighborhood organizations and the meetings that they have in that neighborhood level and that the councilors show up to, to support and to, to listen to the concerns of the constituency. But the office hours is something that I think is an interesting approach. Obviously, the city councilors, the ones who are still actively working, you know, they've, they've got a very tight schedule as it is, so they might not have time for this. But and, and maybe they're doing it and we're just not hearing about it enough. But I think office hours are a great idea where they're, they're available for you to come and meet with them and share your concerns and talk to them one-on-one. Now, some counselors, I would say, they probably don't need to have that because they are so accessible in many other ways. But also, sometimes there is something to be said about having a face-to-face. And also, you do have some folks that you know might not be texters or, or have social media. And when the council is able to get its own social media up and running, which is the plan, I'm sure if there are these these office hours happening, you'll you'll hear more about them. But I know that Mayor Mitchell does them. I know that um, Representative Tony Cabral does them because we get press releases about them. We get press releases as to when they are. Now, we don't always report on it because it's, you know, that's stuff that you can find on the city calendar. You don't you don't need us to have an article about it. But. At the same time, you know, maybe there does need to be something a little bit more about, hey, here's who does hold office hours and and here's when they usually have them. Kind of an overview of everybody that does it so that you can get out there and speak to them. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. How you doing? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I just want to state something real, real quick. When I call uh, you guys up, I'm calling as a person. It's my opinion. I'm not calling as... Uh, a business uh, a company, and uh, I just wanted to make sure you knew that I did sell uh, my page a while ago, and uh, there are advertisers on that page. Uh, it's monetized, and in fact, a lot of our videos have been bought and used in many different documentaries yeah, and news and, media, and, But anyway, and Carlos, my my comment wasn't meant to insult you. It was more just a it was a goof. I, no, I, I, meant, I, it, I meant it to be funny. I thought that you would think it was funny. I'm no, sorry. no, no. I just just i don't take i don't take it personal trust me <laughs> i just wanted to make sure uh, you knew that you know just in case um <clears throat> now my issue with with this whole thing going on with the council and them all of a sudden uh you know bringing up these different things where have they been i mean the 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 the, the city the, the um the the meetings when it comes to the neighborhood meetings that's that's been you know, decimated for years now. As a matter of fact, um, I don't even know if uh, Neighborhoods United even exists anymore. There used to be a, a group called Neighborhoods United, mm-hmm. and they would do different things. And, uh, you know, and uh, in the past, I was very critical because I felt as though, uh, you know, the administration, the current administration, didn't really uh, spend enough uh, time, effort, collateral, whatever you want to call it, on, on these groups. And we can see that um, by the amount of attendance and the amount of attention that's been brought to these things. 
And unfortunately, uh, whoever uh, runs that, I'm going to leave their names out of it, have decided to disappear. I don't know if it's health reasons or personal reasons, but all I know is it's conveniently uh, election time again. And now all of a sudden the city council is, uh, you know, they, they want to hear from their community groups. They want to put up uh, Facebook pages. Listen, these are the same people uh, that can't take uh, uh, media critiquing them without them having a hissy fit or, or name-calling or promising and vowing to, 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 to get rid of you in the city council chamber because they don't want to be covered too critically. Uh, you know, So now all of a sudden, the same people that don't like to be critiqued want more input from the community. It's a bunch of baloney. It's a dog and pony show, just like all these amendments they're trying to put on the election. Uh, it, it, it's just trying to bring attention to themselves. That's all that is. Have a good one. All right. Take it easy. And uh, if you want to call and react, 508-996-0500. Uh, now, again, you know, going back to what, what Carlos said, I don't know what's going on uh, with Neighborhoods United. Um, you know, and, and Jerry Pinto, who, of course, was the chairman of that group for a long time. Uh, I don't know exactly what's going on and why that's kind of faded off a little bit. But if you remember, back in 2017, Jerry Pinto was going to step down as chairman of Neighborhoods United because he felt that the administration wasn't listening to the concerns that he was expressing. That he felt that when he went to City Hall with these concerns, that they weren't listening to what he had to say. Now, he later decided not to do that. Um so that was a decision that he had made in May of 2017, and in August of 2017, he said that he was going to stick around. But going back to this original story, as uh, as uh, written by Taylor Cormier, this is what he said. He, he tells WBSM News he feels his voice isn't being heard by the mayor's office anymore and is stepping down so somebody else can speak up. This is a quote from Jerry Pinto. I feel that maybe it's hurting the group and things are just being ignored because, oh, that's loudmouth Jerry or this or that. I'm an advocate for the community. I like my community. I can't say I love my community right now because my community is in rough shape. And so that's that was his feelings in 2017 that he felt like, you know, being in charge of this neighborhood group of this this group of concerned citizens when they were speaking out the administration wasn't listening now the, we don't have mayor mitchell's side in that story uh but you know i'm sure i'm sure that it, he would characterize it as it's not a matter of oh that's just loudmouth jerry i'm sure that he would say we did take some things into advisement uh but if you've got somebody who had dedicated themselves at that point for he'd been a member of the group for 11 years and chairman of it for five years. If you've got somebody that's putting that much time and energy into it as Jerry Pinto has, and then you feel like it's going nowhere. Well, what's your motivation to keep being, you know, keep that group going and, and to stay the head of that group. And this is what you don't want. You don't want people who are active in the community to get despondent about whether or not there is any action behind that. You're never going to keep others or get others interested if there aren't those people who are going to remain the sparks that keep it going. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes you've got people who are just, you know, going to be constant complainers and they're going to be constantly going to city hall about every little thing, but that doesn't mean that they're wrong. And that doesn't mean that their concerns aren't valid. And that doesn't mean that every once in a while, maybe you should address one of those concerns. I'm not saying that the administration didn't. I'm just saying in practice. So 
it's hard to keep pushing for these community groups to be the place to get the job done and to get the word out that you want to get out if those groups aren't taken seriously from from the administration, from the council. I mean, it sounds like the council is really, you know, rededicating itself to to taking part and and pushing forward with these groups, and and hopefully that leads to it making a difference. But people have got to get out and be part of them too. What was it they said last week that um, someone showed up to a community meeting and there were two people present? I know that that's still two people that care, but that's also going to be a hard a hard thing to explain when you're you're already spreading a counselor's time thin and they're going to come to a meeting where there's there's two people. You know, if you want to if you want to have them continue to hear your voice, you've got to you've got to recruit people to to sound off those voices. Let's take some calls here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good. The last call over, uh, I think you nailed it as a show. You're not hearing issues, just hearing uh, outreach. Come, come see us. We want to talk to you. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's doing anything. Nobody's got a nobody's got a platform. I would say I'm going to continue doing what I've been doing. And what the hell you've been doing anyway for the last two years? But that's my segue into the mayor. Four year mayor, two year mayor, two year mayor, seven seat council. Four-year mayor, as many seats on the council as you want. Hmm. So you're saying if you're going to give the mayor more more power, if you're going to give the mayor less time, you should lessen the amount of the council seats. You should pare down the council also. That's that's also going to require a charter change too. You don't you don't need you don't need nine, eleven, thirteen, or nothing. Well, there's there's eleven you, based on gotta, look at if you're going back to a two-year mayor. That would reflect that the city's small and not growing. If you're a growing city, you want a four-year mayor because you can actually get something done instead of campaigning every 12 months. So, uh, you know, if you want to grow the city, go with a four-year mayor. Keep the council at the number it's at. But if you want to micromanage everything, and I don't like the mayors, we can get rid of them. It's always a negative approach to everything. Um, okay, then go with a two-year mayor and a seven-man, even a five-man council. It's not a big deal. Uh, beef up your planning board. Well, that's something to consider for sure. All right. Thank you for the call. Bye. Have a good day. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hi, uh, Tim. Good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, about the neighborhood meetings, I started going uh, to mine when I moved here and found out about them. And for the first year, I really, really enjoyed them because... Uh, each month, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, somebody from the city, some position, uh, for example, head of D DPW or uh, somebody from the mayor's office, uh, well, the mayor's office, anyway, different positions in the city, people would come and talk about uh, their positions, and we'd have a chance to question and uh, ask for more information, whatever. But the past, and that was some years ago, increasingly there have been fewer and fewer people coming to my meeting uh, and, uh, well, the meeting in my ward. And I think part of the problem is these meetings are not, the agenda is not set by anybody uh, in the neighborhood. It's set by the city councilors. <clears throat> and it's very um, routine. Uh, there's a policeman there or a police officer there at the beginning, which is good, I think, uh, to see if there are any issues. Then uh, there's somebody invited by, you know, the uh, city councilors to come. Well, 
after cycling through the people who come and speak with us who work for the city, uh, if you've been going for a few years, the really, it, unless there's an issue going on, it becomes, um, uh, I don't know if boring is the word, I don't think it's that, but uh, there's nothing new. I asked uh, a couple months ago of our city councils whether we could hear from them at the beginning of or during the uh, meeting as to what's going on with the city council, what issues are going on, what would you like to know from us about how we feel about things before they happen. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but if if the neighborhood meetings are council-driven, I don't think you're going to get that many people anymore. That's one thing I wanted to mention. Um, and two, the office hours... I don't think that city councils need to give office hours. As you said, most of them, if not all of them, are accessible in other ways. I do think there need to be monthly, at least monthly, public meetings so that the public can speak back and forth with city councils, which we cannot do, as you know, at city council meetings. There is no forum for that right now, and I think there needs to be. Um, I, I, I want to find out if that if that is a council decision or if that's a charter thing. I'm not sure. Well, it'll be interesting to find out. I'd be willing to place a side bet. <laughs> well, I'll ask Jack when he comes in. He'll know. Okay. And uh, I'm wondering um, about the mayor. I think there has to be four years, not two. That That's not enough time for somebody to get on their feet and, and get to know the cities when they're new. Um, about, uh, But I am wondering, now I know the city council would have to pass this ordinance to limit city council terms, but since they're not going to do that, how can it be done? Do we have to petition, you know, to, what is the mechanism for that, I'd like to know. As far as so I know, the only, the only way is for the council to put it through themselves. Well, or there could be a petition. I mean, they're not going to put it through themselves, I don't think. Um, I would like, there must be a way, and I'm wondering what it is. Is it uh, through petitioning and how many signatures do you need and so forth to bring it to the city council or something? I think there must be a way, and I or think we need to find if out. If there's a way to, to petition it. to put it on the ballot directly by bypassing the city council. Yes, something. There must be some mechanism. So if anybody knows, I, I'm beginning to um, explain research that and it's, i'm having a hard time there must be a way and i'd like uh, to know how if anybody can help we'll check in with jack for sure on those questions okay and the last one and and thank you and the other thing i'm wondering is has anyone heard why scott lima has he given reasons why i did not get a chance to listen on on friday night so i haven't i haven't uh heard the interview so i couldn't speak okay. to that okay but uh, right. if Marcus is listening, he he wrote a nice article about it, and I remember editing it, but I don't remember what it said. So I'll okay. have to go back and see. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we do have to take... Oh, sorry, Catherine. Didn't mean to hang up on you there. Uh, we have to uh, take a quick break, and when we come back on the other side, we will talk more with you, 508-996-0500, or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM app, which is brought to you again by our friends at South Coast Towing. No. Here, W...
welcome back in. There's there's your morning metal. Some system of a down for you. And uh, just to answer one of those questions. So, again, I didn't listen to South Coast tonight on, on Friday night. Generally, on Friday nights, I'm doing a, I do a radio show from my home on the Internet. So I usually sleep from like 6, 6.30 to like 8.39, sometimes 9.30. And that's that's like my pre pre-show sleep. I used to call it a pre-show nap, but then it expanded to multiple hours. Uh, so I didn't get to hear it all. But um, the statement that is given in Marcus's article at WBSM.com and on the app is the full extent of what we know. This is all that uh, Ward 5 Counselor Scott Lima has said publicly, which is, and this is from Friday, today I've, today I've announced that I will not run for re-election as the Ward 5 City Counselor, and as of now, I plan to serve out my current term, which ends on December 31st, 2023. And that's the entirety of his statement. So that's all that we know. And um, if Councillor Lima feels that there is more that we should know, he will he will tell us. Um, 508-996-0500. If you want to chime in and get involved in the conversation, uh, we have a couple of app chat messages that came in. Uh, not bad. Noak Bluffs wants to know if there's any more information on the bus crash in Fall River this morning. I don't know anything about it. Um, the newsroom will be on top of that. Uh, also, Al in Somerset says he might see me at wrestling tonight. Al, I will look for you and look for me. I know you said you're a tall guy. I am a short, pudgy guy with a beard. So I uh, it, it, don't get fooled by my old Standard Times column photo that used to run with the wrestling column. I am, uh, I'm not nearly as tall of a guy as those photos made me look. So if I was in the city council chambers, one of the counselors might turn to me and call me a little guy. Well, maybe not because I'm, I'm, I'm certainly wide. So I don't know if you would call me that. But anyway, I will look for you and, uh, and, and maybe I'll see you. Yeah, I'm pretty excited get, getting to go hang out with my brother and my dad and my niece at Monday Night Raw this evening. Um, you know, we, we would have brought my son, but he doesn't he's not into it. We brought him last time when we went in 2014 and like he just, he didn't know anything that was going on because he doesn't watch it. He doesn't care. So, uh, he's, he's also getting up early in the morning to, uh, produce the Phil Paleologa show when, when, uh, former Bristol County Sheriff Tom Hodgson has, is filling in all this week. So you'll be able to hear that again tomorrow. And if you missed it this morning, you can catch the podcast at WBSM.com on the WBSM app or wherever you get your podcasts from. But so there we go. We're going to have uh, an open race in Ward 5. We're going to have, you know, Sean Oliver in Ward 3 with only a few months under his belt running for re-election again. We're going to have, I'm sure, multiple challengers for the at-large seats. We'll see what happens in the Ward races too. I, I'm, I'm hearing about some people who might be running uh, both some newcomers and some people who are veterans of the council. So it'll certainly be an interesting election season this year. But when we talk about some of these, these issues, you know, the, the, the office hours thing that we mentioned before, I think we are in a different world now. And maybe some folks are still in that world. Maybe some folks are still in the, I need to go down to the library and meet with my counselor or my state rep or my state senator or whoever else it might be that's holding those office hours. And I just picked the library because that's where um, Representative Cabral would have his his office hours. And I think the mayor has done them there before. So that's just a place that I know that they've used for, for office hours. So I do think that the time of having to go there and sit down with people might not be 
relevant anymore for some, for even for most. But for the people who do want to go to those things, they are still voters. And they're probably more likely to be out there voting on election day. So it's it's probably not a bad thing if somebody can set aside the time. Again, as I mentioned, though. And and I know people like to blast the city council for, for you know, years ago giving themselves a pay raise. But what they make for what they do is less than most people that work part-time make. With the, with the way that people are getting paid today. I'd have to do all the math. But it's certainly not equivalent to the amount of time that they put into the job. So I would never say to a city councilor, well, maybe some city councilors, I would say, where are you? But for many of the city councilors, they already give above and beyond what they should have to give for that position. Or, you know... What, what should be reasonably, reasonably expected for that position? So I would hate to say to somebody, like, you should also have office hours, too. But I do think it would be beneficial for some folks. The, here's the problem. Some people want to be able to directly address their counselors one-on-one in a public forum. Having a conversation privately one-on-one, on the phone, through social media, via email, any of that, it doesn't it's not the same as having it in a public forum. So what can be done about that? Can there be can there be a meeting once a month where it's public input meeting? Could that be put on the agenda? You know, it might be something that we can approach to Council President Morad on Friday when she joins us to say can there be just a citizens participation meeting once a month where people can come and speak to the counselors? Because the perception is that they don't want to hear the criticism. That's the perception. And Carlos mentioned it. I think Catherine mentioned it too. It's not, and it's something many councils have mentioned. They go after the media if the media is critical of them. They don't like phone calls that come into the station that, that are critical of them. So is that the reason why people can't stand up and and have a direct conversation with them in that public setting? I don't think so. I think that there's there's more to it than that. But also, if they do set something like that up, you better have people show up to take part in it. And it, it, it better not be the same people all the time. It better not be the same people on the same issues all the time. Because then that just gets to the point where folks roll their eyes and don't take it seriously anymore. And that may be an important issue that they keep bringing up again and again and again. But you know how it goes when people call in here with their with their pet issues and start bringing them up and all the other callers say, oh, this person again. Oh, this topic again. And of course, it matters to that person. But it's not something that's going to lend itself to wanting to keep that format if that's that's the way it gets. You've got to have people that want to participate. You've got to have people that want to bring up issues. And you've got to have people that want to also accept that sometimes when you talk about those issues and you make it make people aware of it, it's going to take a little time to get some resolution to that issue.
I deal with it on Wednesdays with the mayor. People will call in because something needs to be done that they want to have done. And so the mayor makes a note of it. And I can tell you, I am here watching what goes on when you call in and you mention something to the mayor. As you are speaking to the mayor, Holly Huntoon is writing all that stuff down and they are making notes about who, and, and during the commercial break, the mayor will say to Holly, let's make sure we get this person involved in that conversation too. And let's make sure we do that. You know, I don't think I'm speaking out of school to tell you that that's what they do here. They take these concerns that you bring up seriously. They write them down. And then when they get back to the office, they begin working on trying to make something happen. And just because it doesn't happen by the following Wednesday doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But that's what happens. Folks call in and they're like, you know, I called you last Wednesday about this. You know, I called you last Wednesday and said we need this stop sign put up. And there's, there's no stop sign there a week later. Well, there's a process. And also, there's approvals, and it's a, the state's got to approve that. And the state might say no. So, again, don't get hung up on the same issues if you do get that chance. I know I was uh, kind of going off on a tangent there a little bit, but I don't, I, I don't, you should not equate a lack of immediacy with a lack of action. And sometimes you will just have to take a politician's word for it that they're working on it. And I know it's not what you want to hear, but that's how it works. Anyway, 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. And uh, and we will certainly take more of your phone calls. We'll take more of your messages. But right now, i got to take my next break. The local talk rolls on. Welcome back in 508-996-0500 or hit us up on app chat on the WBSM app. And uh, I got a, a few messages from some city councilors. So I just want to uh, update you on what was um, sent to me so that you have the information. Uh, this comes from Ward 2 Councilor Maria Giesta, who says that the council has always cared about the community groups in their meetings. She says she has attended them since she has been elected. And this is something that we talked about before, too that every counselor has their phone number and email addresses public. And let's not forget Facebook. We are all available and accessible to anyone. So, and she said she used to hold office hours at the Wilkes Library. There was one person that would show up and other times nobody would show up. So uh, that was, you know, it, it, again, as I said, you know, as the world has changed, it's probably easier for people to communicate in that way. Not, not the city councilors per se, but the, you know, the citizenry themselves. To say, well, I don't have time to go down to an office hours set up just to ask my question when I can just email or text or send a Facebook message or whatever it might be. I, I can just do that instead of having to wait for the, you know, once a month, twice a month, uh, whatever it is, go down there and try to remember to go down there and all that. So I think we are moving away from the need for that. Again, I only, I'm only bringing this up because a, an app chatter brought it up. Um, and on also, 
I got a message from Consort at Large, Brian Gomes, who said that he instituted citizen import time back in the 90s. It is still consistent on the city council every month during appointments and briefings. Constituents may sign up to speak to the council in the people's house. Uh, that all they have to do is call the city council clerk's office to sign up. So if you want to take part in that, uh, they have it once a month during the appointments and briefings meeting for the citizens to come and speak. And you can sign up to do that by calling the city council clerk's office. So call the clerk of the council and they will tell you when that meeting is coming up and they will get you on the list of people to be able to speak. So there you have it. You do have the opportunity to be able to speak to the council in that format. So there you go. There you have it. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, and hopefully some of you now that you are aware of that, if you weren't before, will take advantage of it and certainly call in and let me know how it goes. Let me know what the experience is like. It sounds pretty easy. Just call the, the, the clerk of the council and make an appointment to, you know, be part of that meeting. Get yourself on that meeting as somebody who's going to speak and have your say. But also, you know, keep in mind, too, that those those are broadcast. It takes a couple days for them to get up onto the, uh, onto the um, website for the New Bedford Public Access the New Bedford Cable Network, I believe is the formal term. But, you know, it takes it takes a few days for it to get up there, but then it's up there. So everybody has access to it. Everybody has a chance to, to watch and listen and to see the reaction to these issues and to see if the issue that you were already concerned about is being brought up. But I do agree that, you know, the, the nucleus of all these ideas has to start in those community meetings. And for that to happen, more people need to take part. And this is just, it, it becomes one of those things where, you know, when people complain all the time about, ah, the people that have voted into office are all a bunch of crooks and none of them are doing anything for anybody. You know? Okay, well, then did you vote? No, I don't vote because it doesn't make a difference. So don't be the person that complains that you want your city councilors to listen to what it is that you have to say. And then when you find out that these mechanisms are in place, you decide not to take part because then that's just being hypocritical. If you really want to have your say, we are telling you now they're informing me and I'm passing it on to you that there are these ways to be heard. Now, some of you might not like it because it doesn't give you the grandeur of standing up in the middle of a full city council meeting on a Thursday night. But there's a reason why when there's, you know, 40 items on the agenda, that's not the place to be to, to be doing it. 508-996-0500, you're next on WBSM. Tim, I'm sorry, but I have to correct something. What's that? Uh, Gomes just called in. Uh, my, my group called Citizens in Action for Progress is the group that brought back citizens' input time. There was no citizens' input time in New Bedford until our group... Uh, uh, came along, petitioned the city council, uh, you know, publicly uh, spoke about it uh, in different ways, and we, we got the support, and, and uh, we wanted it to be on during the, the full city council.
but of course the council wiggled its way and we, we came we came to a compromise because we figured hey at least we got something and it's before the the, the ordinance committee and you have to uh, uh, two weeks before the meeting put in paperwork uh, that you want to speak and uh, all that stuff so I understand that Gomes likes to just say, oh, I brought it back. No, the citizens of New Bedford brought it back, okay? And the council did the right thing and voted on it in the right way and put it back. I get it. He voted in the affirmative. But let's not let's not uh, pretend that you brought it back on your own. It was under tremendous pressure from the community. And at the time, that same city council wanted to ban uh, uh, cameras, uh, from the city council chamber, and we also stopped that. So I just wanted to make sure, and you can look that up, and you can talk to Spillane. I believe we wrote about it years ago. Sure. Um, you know, so, you know, it's things like that that he likes to take credit for, but you should be giving the credit to the people. And I'm not taking the credit. It was the group that did it together, uh, and it was a fascinating group. We had Ray, Ray Delgado. We had uh, um, uh, quite a few uh, uh, people from the community uh, uh, Mr. Johnson, uh, God rest his soul, uh, and, and many others, uh, uh, Voisine, June Voisine, uh, and many other people from the community that are very involved that had a huge impact on that. So I just wanted to make sure that people know uh, uh, who actually brought that forward. It was Citizens in Action for Progress. It was a community group that was around back in the 90s. Have a good one. Thank you. Have a good day. And I do have to take my final break of the hour. Uh, When we come back on the other side, we will have a couple of moments. If you want to call in, 508-996-0500, or if you want to send in an app chat message. Uh, And on the other side of the news, coming up at 11 o'clock, we'll be joined by Jack's plane as we'll be turning on the light. So stay tuned for that as well, because, you know, Jack's always got some things to say, and I certainly want to get into it with him about some of the things that were said um, over the court, well, some of the things that happened in the city council meeting last week. But I do have to take my final break. Before I do that, though, you're probably hungry. I'm starving. I've been here since uh, since 530. I'm hungry. One place that I know I can go and I can get filled up is just another Phoenix restaurant in Dartmouth because they have all of my favorite breakfast items on the menu, but also all of those creative items as well. So if I'm hungry for, you know, hash and eggs, bacon and eggs, some of my usual breakfast go-tos, French toast, I know I can get it there, but I know they'll also have something on the specials menu that will catch my attention because that's what they do there. They try to take, you know, the, your old favorites and find a new twist on them. And they have it available for you to eat inside or you can get their full menu available through their drive through And don't forget, on Tuesday, seniors get free coffee with their breakfast. They make sure they take care of you at just another Phoenix restaurant. So if you haven't been there, go check it out. It's on Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. Just another Phoenix restaurant where nothing is really just another there. Everything is so outstanding. We'll be back in just a few moments after our final break. Want to get WBSS? But we have uh, City Councilor at Large Brian Gomes on the VIP line. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Tim. How are you, sir? It Doing all right. It's like we turn that clock ahead and the time is just flying for some reason. For sure. For sure. I, I just want to call in to correct uh, what was just said to you. Um, that is not true. Um, fact check it. Go back. Call the city council office right now. Talk to the clerk. Talk to Dennis Farias and ask him who implemented citizen input time within the city council. And I implemented that because I felt that the people of the city should have an opportunity to come before their government and to address their government, um, which is the people's house. And I, I gave that uh, term to the house of uh, city hall 
And I, I just want to make sure that that's corrected. So anybody that wants to check it, I'm, I'm sick and tired of the misinformation. I'm not trying to play myself up. We were talking about an issue. I wanted to give you the uh, accurate information on how people can come before citizen input time. And again, it can be fact-checked who implemented citizen input time within the city council. Again, that was me. And uh, it's not a matter of um, all about Brian Gomes. It's about what I've done to give the people the opportunity to speak to their uh, legislative body at any time. All right. Well, I thank you for clearing that up. Thank you very much, and I hope that this misinformation will stop. And uh, it seems to be the attack on Brian Gomes all the time. I've got to be doing something right. Have a great day. God bless America. You as well. And uh, we do have to take a break for the news. When we come back on the other side, we'll be turning on the light with Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. And we're going to be talking about some of the things that happened in the city council meeting last week. We'll talk about some of these ballot questions that will be on there. And we will find out uh, what Jack thinks about all of those. Again, if you want to call in during the segment, 508-996-0500, you can also send it. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.